All Joe's pulls are so bad that he can't control his sphincter. California doesn't get that going woke is bad. And Saturday Night Live gets really, really tacky. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, well, I did it. I finally did it. I, one of the, I, I, Actually, I'm making video casts again. Very short video casts, 15 minutes maybe. I uh, released one yesterday. It's on Rumble. Don't go to YouTube. Go to Rumble. Type in Dumbasses Talking Politics, and it'll come up. Uh, pound that Rumble button, which is the like button on YouTube. Uh, I'm not going to publish on YouTube because I published maybe six video casts. And I think I, I mentioned this in the video cast, but I published like six video casts on YouTube and two of them got banned and I don't want to actually get banned from YouTube. I, I, I do enjoy looking at videos on YouTube and I definitely don't want to get banned from YouTube. So I said, screw it. I just won't do it. I'm going to go to alternative media. Uh, everything is licensed on Rumble. It's not even going to YouTube. So go to Rumble, rumble.com. And take a look at the video cast. Last night's video, yesterday's video cast is about uh, some crazy TikTok videos when it comes to masking. Again, it's about 14 minutes, so it won't take you very long. And then you get to see this this gorgeous face. All right, so let's let's move on here. First story: new poll was released on Sunday. I didn't talk about it yesterday because I didn't actually look it up. And the news just keeps getting worse for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. The main line of the poll is that over 60% of the poll of those polled do not want Biden to run in 2024. I don't think he's going to make it that far, to be honest with you. But I, 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 I'm surprised. I will have to admit I'm wrong. I thought Biden would be out of the presidency by now. And he's not. And I think there's a reason he's not. Because apparently... Kamala Harris is more unpopular than Joe Biden. The Democrats are in so much trouble right now. It's not even funny. So this uh, poll is from USA Today, uh, along with Suffolk, Suffolk County University. Uh, here are the takeaways from the poll. and I'm going to read this. This is actually from the Daily Wire. Nearly half of those surveyed, 46%, say Biden has done a worse job as president than they expected, including 16% of those who voted for him. Independence, 44 to 6% say he's done worse, not better than they've expected. <clears throat> Here's the question. Um, what? Why is it so low? Why is it not 100% say he's done worse than expected? Probably because a lot of those people expected him to do very poorly anyway. So, nearly two-thirds of Americans, 64%, say they don't want Biden to run for a second term in 2024. He's not going to make it to a second term. That includes 28% of Democrats. That's a huge number. 30% of Democrats do not want Joe Biden to run again. Here's the question I have for you. Who, who are they going to have running? I mean, there is very few people. Pete Buttigieg sounds like he wants to run again. Uh, Kamala Harris, of course, sounds like she wants to run again. 
Uh, and she would be the front runner because she's vice president. But that's kind of a huge problem. And we're going to hear about that in the second, in the next uh, little talking point. But who is who do the Democrats actually have right now? Gavin Newsom? Bill de Blasio? I think even Andrew Cuomo's looking good right now. They really don't have anyone that can run. Now, this is the big problem. Vice President Kamala Harris' approval rating is at 28%, even worse than Biden's. The poll shows that 51% disapprove of the job she's doing. Here's the big question I have. First off, why is it only 51%? Because she's been assigned two tasks, uh, dealing with Mexico and dealing with voting rights, and she's done nothing on either. So what do you mean only 51% disapprove of her? And sh- her approval rating, 28%? What? Who is? Who's that 28%? Well, they were probably guys playing on their Nintendo or something, because I have no idea why she's even that high. Okay, the next point. If Election Day were today, those surveyed say they would vote for their Republican congressional candidate over the Democratic one, 46 to 38%, an average that would bode well for the GOP hopes of gaining a majority in the House and the Senate. It gets worse for Democrats there. That's an interesting one. Right now, there was another poll released. There was, excuse me, it's not a poll, it's an analysis released by someone who, and he's not a right-winger, who actually monitors trends on election from election to election to election, and he is able to forecast who wins certain houses. He is predicting that the Republicans will definitely take over the Senate and may be very close to a supermajority in the Senate. But he also said that the that the the Republicans could take 44 seats in the House. Now, I remember a couple days ago, I said that it could be 50 seats. He said, looking at these trends, the House is looking at 44%. All they need to do, the Republicans, is not be crazy and not give Joe Biden wins. Now, one of the things I do want to remind you of, the debt ceiling is coming up December 7th or something, December 4th, and Mitch McConnell... He gave the Democrats, and I think he gave the Democrats a gift by extending the debt ceiling by three, two months. And I think he did that because he made a deal with Joe Manchin. That's what I think actually happened. It would kind of make sense. But he should not bend at all on the debt ceiling come December. Democrats have three, three weeks to come up with a, a solution to the debt ceiling. One of them is to use reconciliation, where they bypass... The, where they bypass uh, the filibuster, and then they could just pass it right down party lines. I'm not, sh- but I, I got to tell you, I'm not sure even the even the Democrats will go, as most Democrats, like, not most, excuse me, Cinema and Manchin will go for increasing the debt ceiling again. Manchin, who is, Cinema doesn't say too much, but Manchin's very clear. He thinks the national debt is a problem. And he thinks that if we run into another emergency, he said this in a Wall Street Journal uh, op-ed that he wrote. He said that we are not prepared for another emergency, another pandemic, or another natural disaster, 
or God forbid, a war. Because we're spending and spending and spending and spending. So this is, and I mean, Republicans just need to stop doing what they're doing. Ideologically, we are not in the same boat with the with the left. They're not even Democrats anymore. They're the left. So we need to stop giving them wins. The infrastructure deal that was settled this weekend is probably going to be signed this week, or it has been signed. I, I didn't see the news today. That needs to stop. Okay, continuing. If the well, well, and why did I bring that up? Because there's word that Mitch McConnell may actually be bending to extending the debt ceiling again. If Mitch McConnell extends the debt ceiling again, he needs to be primary and he needs to be t- taken out of Senate, out of the Senate. That's insane. We have to stop the Republicans have to stop giving Democrats wins. They need to put the Democrats... I understand that there seems to be this fear of, well, we've never let the debt ceiling go and and the government will shut down and blah, 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 blah. Well, first off, the government shutting down has never been a thing. No one really cares that the government shuts down. Everyone who needs to get paid is going to get paid. It is not a thing. It is nothing to worry about. And the reality is the only thing that affects our lives, and I got my passports already, but are going to be things like getting your passport. Um, the state par- the federal parks will be shut down. And usually the federal parks are shut down, not be- even the open air. Not because they need to be shut down because the debt ceiling was matched and the government was shut down, but it's because the president typically does that on purpose. For example, why was the Lincoln Memorial, the last time we had a government shutdown, the Lincoln Memorial was shut down. Why? It's it's an outdoor memorial. You don't need anybody there. Well, that's what they do. Uh, Obama did that. He shut down all of the monuments in Washington, D.C., and he didn't do it. Because all he did was put up a rope. You can't walk inside the Lincoln Memorial. Okay, well. So, Republicans are going to need to to fly on this deal. Because here's the problem. The wins that we're giving the Democrats, that the Republicans are giving the Democrats, are really bad. Because those wins are actually hurting inflation. Those wins are hurting uh, our, our killing us with the debt. We need to stop giving them wins. Okay, so let's get to the next. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. 75% believe that Build Back Better bill will hurt their families. And one of the shockers I have with that, why only 75%? That should be like 90, 95%. I can't see anything in that. That Build Back Better pro, uh, uh, bill is 2,400 pages long. Congress has not, I'm not kidding you, Congress has not had time to read that bill yet. They wanted to vote for that, they wanted that thing passed, and no one's read the bill, a la Obamacare. Hey, we have to pass, and and Nancy Pelosi actually said that. Again, she said that. With Obamacare, she said, well, we have to pass it to see what's in it. She actually said that again. Yeah, Obamacare was a disaster. It, it actually took care of one-sixth the people it was supposed to take care of, and it cost 
way beyond what we thought it was going to cost. This Build Back Better program at $1.75 trillion is actually, the CBO is actually saying, yeah, it's going to cost about $4 trillion. No, I think we need to read that bill before we do anything with it. I can already tell you right now, I'm not interested. I don't want the government taking, this infrastructure bill, uh, that Build Back Better bill is going to kill taxes. They want to reinstate the SALT tax the SALT tax basically means now I can actually deduct my federal taxes from my state taxes. That way the state taxes can keep raising. In California, they are looking at a 62% tax rate. 62% of your check is going to go away to taxes. Incredible. Anyway, a strong majority of Americans, 66%, say the country is headed in the wrong direction, while only 20% say it is headed in the right direction. Again, who are these 20% that say it's headed in the right direction? Leftists. Leftists. They like the fact that gas is at $5 a gallon. And that's in California. They like the fact that, that people can't travel. They like inflation. They like the fact that people can't, people can't buy what they want when they want. Because they want to turn this country into a communist paradise. And they believe that the road to get to utopia... And I think we talked about this when we read that chapter from C.S. Lewis. Is always look ahead. Always look ahead. It's going to get better. Yeah, it's going to suck now, but it's going to get better. It's going to get... That's what you constantly hear. Okay, so legendary uh, Democrat strategist James Carville said during an interview last week that, yeah, um, Democrats need to knock off this woke crap. Listen. Moving wrong is just stupid wokeness. All right, you just, don't just look at Virginia and New Jersey. Look at Long Island. Look at Buffalo. Look at Minneapolis. Even look at Seattle, Washington. I mean, just defund the police lunacy to take Abraham Lincoln's name off of schools. I mean, that people see that, and it it it, it it's it's just really a, have a suppressive effect all across the country. The Democrats. Some of these people need to go to a woke detox center or something. I mean, they're, they're expressing a language that people just don't use. And there's a backlash and a frustration at that. This is exactly true. People don't like where the Democratic Party is going. And all these weird social changes they're making. People don't like being called racist and stupid for not understanding what the left is doing. Bill Maher said the same thing. And Bill Maher is about as close to a leftist. He's no moderate Democrat. He's about as, he's pretty, he's a progressive. He's pretty close to being left. But he sees this as stupid. But the thing is, the Democrats aren't learning anything. They're suffering from heavy arrogance that they think everything they do is correct. AOC basically called, uh, called, uh, uh, whoa, geez, what's his name? Carville, a, a freaking nut job. Oh, well, yeah, AOC, it's your politics, which is why you guys are losing. By the way, AOC is not gonna, not really all that stable. She might be in trouble. She might be primaried. That would be just delicious if that happened. Well, I tell you what, with the Democrats, keep it up. Uh, go more left. Let's see how that works out. Because so far, that's exactly why they, they say they lost the election on Tuesday. And But Republicans need to kind of help out here. They need to, <laughs> hey, guys, stop giving Biden wins. All right. 
Uh, California is also, uh, speaking of woke capitals, California's not getting it. California has decided that math needs to go woke. Now, we've talked about how everyone has accused math of being racist. Why? Because black and brown people, black and oh, people of color, how about this, have a tendency of not being really good at math. We, so we've talked about that earlier, and that, and therefore, it's not that those folks aren't they, very good at math, it's that math is racist. Now, never mind the fact that Asians have a tendency of doing very well with mathematics. Forget it, it's still racist. Okay, so what they've decided, what California has decided to tr try to do with a lot of backlash is make math anti-racist. So there will be a plan that's going to be voted on this month, theoretically. There's a lot of backlash on this. And that, and then implemented in, I'm sorry, not uh, voted this month and implemented in February. It will include discouraging the concept of gifted students, replacing high-level or advanced classes, and then inject social justice into concepts like A plus B equals C. And those concepts include gender theory, probably uh, critical race theory, and inequity and inequality. The New York Times reported, the California guidelines, which are not binding, could overhaul the way many school districts approach math instruction. The draft rejected the idea of naturally gifted children, recommended against sh shifting certain students into accelerated courses in middle school, and tried to promote high-level math courses that could serve as alternatives to calculus, like data sciences and statistics. That's a great idea. Let's just get rid of calculus. What the hell do we need calculus for? Except to launch into outer space? Except to create space, uh, create aircraft? Besides that, we really don't need calculus. We do need data science. Whatever the hell that is. And statistics. The draft also suggests that math should not be colorblind, and teachers could use lessons to explore social justice. For example, by looking out for gender stereotypes in word problems, or applying math concepts to to topics like immigration or inequality. I... I... I don't even understand what that means. We're going to change mathematic word problems to be more woke and sensitive? How? Like some attempted reforms of decades past, the, I guess what you could do with the word problems, you could say you have two Republicans and three Antifa thugs how many republicans will be left maybe something like that and that's woke enough i just made that up now i don't even know if it was a good analogy like some of the attempted reforms of decades past the draft of the california guidelines favored more a more conceptual approach to learning more collaborating and problem solving less memorizing of formulas yeah we don't need anyone to know any formula that has taken thousands of years to come up with. Hey, here's a newsflash. Even the Aztecs actually came up with formulas. These formulas are mathematical laws. We don't want them to memorize. I mean, there goes geometry. There goes calculus. There goes chemistry. 
there goes physics. Ah, insane. Okay, continuing, because I'm going to get into this in a second. It also promoted something called detracking, which keeps students together longer instead of separating high achievers into advanced classes before high school, because that's what's important. See, here's the thing. This is communism. This is com. This isn't even socialism. This is communism. We are all equal. You wonder why China doesn't actually develop technology except by stealing it? This is why they don't actually develop their own population because they're all the same. The Soviet Union had the same issue. That Chernobyl disaster was because you had a bunch of guys who had no business running a nuclear reactor causing or building a nuclear reactor steal technology, build it, and then cause a disaster. Because they don't have anybody that is brilliant. Because they don't nurture brilliance. This is insane. The idea for California is a student who first realizes he's not... The student realizes he's not good in math, and then he believes he's not good in math. So in other words, I, I'm, I'm failing a math class, but I'm getting A's and everything else. I'm just not good in math. That's a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. That's probably true. I'm not good at math. I can do certain percentage calculations in my head, but I'm, I'm far from, from a master at mathematics. You know who's a master at mathematics? My son-in-law. My son-in-law can figure things out in the top of his head. He can do multiplication and division, long division in his head. He is excellent at mathematics, and he's got a great career because of it. And that's because, guess what? He was taken and put into advanced mathematics classes, and then that, that carried over to college, where he went to UCLA, a, pre, a, a, a preeminent school for mathematics and engineering. And now he's doing things that I could only, I can't even conceive of. You know, here's, here's the thing. There cannot be those people that are good at math and that talent needs to be babied if you are good at math. We don't want these kids feeling that their talents are racist because that's essentially what they're calling it. If I'm really good at math, it must be because I'm a white supremacist. That's, that's been said. I'm not making that up. Listen to previous podcast. These people are going to be building rockets, launching people in space, and designing the perfect electric car. They're the ones that are going to curb this, this climate change nonsense that these people keep talking about. We need to baby that. We need to foster that intelligence and that talent. Because mathematics is a talent. By the way, do you want to fly in a plane designed by someone who flourished in math due to equity? That this guy got through mathematics and decided, hey, you know what, I can be an engineer because he was a person of color, not because he had a talent in mathematics. You want to fly in that plane? Well, this isn't going unanswered. Uh, the proposed framework has received condemnation from several of the STEM fields. Uh, science, technology, engineering, math are what STEM stands for. Um, it's from 
STEM professionals, educators, and public officials. And they actually sent a letter to Gavin Newsom, who, by the way, hasn't been seen in forever. Uh, And he took a booster last week, and apparently then he disappeared. We don't know what happened. It's a guess, but my guess is he probably had a bad reaction to the booster. Of course, we'll never know. So he sent a letter, and the letter stated, quote, the proposed framework would, in effect, demathematize math. For all the rhetoric in this framework about equity, social justice, environmental care, and culturally appropriate pedagogy, there is no realistic hope for a more fair, just, equal, or well-stewarded society if our schools uproot long-proven, reliable, and highly effective math methods and instead try to build a mathless, brave new world on a foundation of unsound ideology. So far, that's absolutely correct. First off, um, I'm tired of hearing about equity and equality. There is no such thing as equity and equality. Sorry, there are some people that are better at things than others. And that's fine. You always find your niche. That's what you're supposed to do, is find your niche. We're not equal. Nobody is equal in the world. Nobody in the world is equal. I, I think I have a propensity to write. I think I have a propensity to speak in front of people. I do not have a propensity to engineering or mathematics. So what do I do? I use my skills. Somebody, people who have a, a propensity to engineering. This is one of the reasons I'm not in IT anymore. I realize, God, you know, I'm really not that great at IT. Because I don't have that propensity. There are people who really are good at that stuff. And as I've gotten older and the technology has uh, uh, has grown, I'm realizing I'm out of my league. So when I lost my job, I said, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore because I'm just not that good at it. That's not a bad thing. That's Is that equitable? Of course not. Is it equal? equal? Of course not. Merito- there is a problem with meritocracy being demonized. Okay, continuing. A real champion champion of equality and justice would want all California's ch- children to learn actual math as an as in arithmetic, algebra, geometry, trigonometry and calculus and physics too. Not an endless river of pedagogical fads that effectively distort and replace the actual math. I've said that in the past. Math is objective. Numbers and formulas do not have biases. They don't care about one's race or social class. Two plus two is four. It doesn't matter if you're a person of color or white. It doesn't matter if you're gay or straight. It doesn't matter if you're man or woman. We have gotten to space. We have gotten, excuse me, we have gotten a spaceship to Pluto, thanks to math. We've took pictures of Pluto, thanks to math. We had that ship send those pictures back to Earth, thanks to math. We've landed on the moon, thanks to math. Sorry, Chad. Yes, we landed on the moon. Get over it. We did. We've invented the internet, which, by the way, the language of the internet is binary or math. You know what? It's insane. Computers speak math. And we don't want anyone to learn anything about it because it's it's kind of racist. I think uh, we'd be missing math I think about what we'd be missing if math was retarded in the same way California wants to do. And I see us ended, ending up being like some other third world country. 
Okay. I, I forgot to tell you why I mentioned the sphincter thing. Apparently, Joe Biden was farting <laughs> in the uh, when he was meeting Prince Henry and Clamilla. Uh, Prince Harry or whatever is freaking uh, Prince Charles, excuse me, and Camilla. Apparently, Joe Biden was farting. And of course, looking at those poll numbers, that's probably why. Camilla, it's a big news over in. I don't understand why. <laughs> that's terrible. Anyway, I, I don't know why I just decided to bring that up, but I know I mentioned it, so I had to just throw it in there. Okay, uh, Saturday Night Live has gone off the rails. Now the show. Now, the show has not been funny in a really long time. I stopped watching probably about five, six years ago. And I re used to watch them religiously. But they really overstepped on it this time. And I'm not sure it came across the way that they intended this skit to come across. I, I, I watched the entire skit a few times. And I, I got the same feeling every time I watched it. So I'm not going to play the entire skit because it's like four minutes long. And I just don't feel like it. Um, and I don't think it's funny. I think it is actually cringeworthy. But the clip is about the Texas anti-abortion law. They decided to make it funny by bringing in a female clown who had an, avort an abortion before her 23rd birthday and added that abortion to her clown act. I'm not kidding. Here's a snippet from the beginning of it. Um... If you want to go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, you can actually see the entire video. So here it is. The Supreme Court heard arguments this week in Women's Whole Health v. Texas about the controversial Texas law that essentially bans all abortions after just six weeks. Here to cheer us up, well, this can't be right, Goober the Clown, who had an abortion when she was 23. <laughs> Goober, you, you had an abortion when you were 23? Hey, whoa, slow down, I'm a clown, let's clown around. Hey, smell this flower. You're not gonna squirt me, are you? Oh, I would never. Okay. Oh, gotcha, gotcha! I had an abortion the day before my 23rd birthday! Okay. It, it seems like you do want to talk about your abortion. Well, actually, I really don't, but people keep bringing it up, so I gotta keep talking about freaking abortion. But it's a rough subject, so we're gonna do fun clown stuff to make it more palatable. Whee! Hey, who wants a balloon animal? You want a giraffe? I'm Goober, and I wish I didn't have to do this, because the abortion I had at 23 is my personal clown business, but that's all some people in this country want to discuss all the time, even though clown abortion was legalized in Clown v. Wade in 1973. Here. Can you stop saying clown abortion? What is this? It's a worm. I don't know. Okay, right off the bat, the sketch is just not funny. There's nothing clever about it. There's nothing innovative about it. One thing you got to understand with me in comedy, I know comedy oversteps bounds, and I, I like comedy. Louis C.K. did an abortion uh, uh, skit. Not a skit, but a com in his comedy routine. And I couldn't stop laughing. Now, in itself, the comedy routine was not pro-abortion or anti-abortion. That's what made the skit funny. I mean, he basically said, walks into the stage after uh, huge applause in it, one of his hour specials. It's still on Netflix, by the way. And he said, here's the thing about abortion. And then he went off. 
but it wasn't, it was clever. It was funny. It made fun of both sides. This was not clever or funny. This was one side. This was, this was almost just very cheap propaganda. And I find that the audience laughing at this, this gal actually saying that she had an abortion before she was 23 is laughing, thinks this is funny. I'm hoping that SNL actually used a laugh track on this. And I, I, cause I cannot see this just wasn't funny. There was nothing funny about it. I mean, even the thing where she's trying to do the balloon giraffe and she hands in the balloon and he says, what is this? It's a worm because she doesn't know how to make a balloon giraffe. That's old hat. That's not new. This, she had a spinning tie. She blew water out of her, her flower on her. None of this is funny. It's all, it's all been done. But I think one of the things, this is just shows how sick our society is. That this is being on mainstream television. And people are laughing at it, if they're laughing at it. I, I, I really think there were probably a laugh track there. Because they're just, this just, none of this was funny. 60 million abortions have happened since Roe versus Wade. For people like me, who think abortion is murder. This is genocide in a way worse than the Nazis. Yet, I'm a Nazi and a fascist because I'm against abortion. This is not a thing. I'm sorry. But this is what I wanted to tell you that I really, I really caught in this video. And you should watch this video. And I don't know if I'm right. I could be wrong. Because SNL isn't really a quality thing anymore. But there's kind of a sadness about her performance. I mean, she's just, I don't want to talk about my abortion. I don't want to, and she doesn't say it like that, but she's trying to say it in a clown way. But it's almost like the happiness is a facade. And you see it throughout the skit. You have to see it. You have to watch her. She's got kind of dead eyes while she's performing this. And I don't know if this gal actually had an abortion, but my guess is probably yes. Because she looked like, this is almost, I got to keep this facade up. She looked like she was acting, which is not supposed to happen. It looked like she almost, she was almost portraying by saying, hey, I don't want to talk about it, but everyone wants to talk about it. She was almost embarrassed about killing a baby. This doesn't, her performance didn't seem like a celebration of abortion. It seemed like a resignation to the fact she got an abortion. And like I said, I, just watching her performance makes me think she probably did have an abortion. Because she just looked sad. All right. Well, the war on Christmas is on. Christmas is coming. So, you know the anti-fun left is going to come out and attack it. We've already heard that Jesus is black. That happened last week on Twitter. Since no one really knows the color of Jesus because no one really cared about that sort of thing back then, so it was never recorded, 
We really don't know the color of Jesus. But I'll go a step further. I really don't care about the color of Jesus. I don't care what he looked like. I don't care if he was balding. I don't care if he had long hair and a beard. It None of that really makes any difference. It's his word that makes a difference. It's his message that made a difference. But that's what the left does. Looks mean everything, as even with Jesus. I mean, they do that with God. Well, God's a woman. Um, no, I'll go so far as to say God is neither. That God transcends all that. I just finished a fantastic book uh, called The Great Divorce, where they talk about heaven, hell, and earth. And the great divorce is basically that section where people who go to heaven separate from those who will not go to heaven. It is a, it is a fantastic book, 145 pages. Read it if you get the shot. But you can see there is a transcendence into heaven. So whether Jesus is black or white, whether God is man or woman, no, they've transcended all of that. It doesn't make any difference. But anyway, I, I'm going off into a religious thing. I, I don't want to do that. But a judge has already overstepped his bounds. Cobb County Superior Court Chief Judge Robert Leonard has banned the Elf on a Shelf Christmas decoration. If you don't know what Elf on a Shelf is, it's a Christmas decoration, kind of like the old Gumby's. Now I'm aging myself because I bet half the people don't even know what Chad probably doesn't know what a Gumby is. But basically, you fold them into a seated position, you stick them on a shelf. And the, he's supposed to be looking at the children to determine, make sure they're behaving so that that elf can report to uh, Santa Claus and you can get a gift. If you are bad and the elf determines you're bad, he'll tell Santa you've been bad and you get a, a lump of coal. Now, there's some real problems with Elf in the Shelf these days. Um, kids are probably not going to be getting coal because of the cost of energy is too high and coal production is low and there's that supply chain uh, crisis. As a matter of fact, I'll give you a step further. Heating is getting so high that kids would probably rather have a bit of cold because in 10 degree weather, they probably want to be kept warm. But that's not relevant. And, but then again, kids probably aren't going to get their toys because of the supply chain crisis So is so bad that Santa can't get the resources needed to build the toys. The fact is the only kids that will be getting toys are the illegal aliens that get $450,000 for crossing the border illegally. They can actually afford it. Anyway, I know I had to inject politics into there. Anyway, this judge released a statement on Twitter about the evil little Christmas decorations. He said, quote, tired of living on in, el in Elf of the Shelf tyranny, not looking forward to the elf forgetting to move and causing your children's emotional stress, distress. I am a public servant and will take the heat off of you. My gift to tired parents. Inexplicably, elves sometimes move and don't move overnight. When those elves do not move, it leaves children in of tender years in states of extreme emotional distress. He then released this order. Uh, order banishing uh, elves on the shelves in Cobb County, which is in Georgia, by the way. I, I didn't know where it was until I, I'm reading the um, actual order. 
The court finds that Elf on a Shelf, Here and After Elves, represents a distraction to school students and risks the emotional health uh, well-being of Cobb's young children. Inexplicitly, elves sometimes move and don't move overnight. When these elves do not move, it leaves children of tender years in states of extreme emotional distress. This is an actual legal document. The undersigned recalls a horrific incident in his own home where three children were sent to to school in tears, with one being labeled an elf murderer and accused of making the elf lose its magic. The court has no doubt that day of education was lost to everyone, given the risks posed to our valuable children outlined above. Coupled with the COVID and supply chain issues, the court has no choice but to banish all elves on the shelves from Cod County, so ordered on this fourth day of December of November 2021 and signed. And then Judge Rob Leonard said, uh, tweeted, tweeted that order and then said, tired of living with elf in a shelf tyranny, not looking forward to elf forgetting to move and causing your, mo-. he goes, uh, I am a public servant and will take the heat for you. My gift to tired parents. P.S. If you love your elf, keep your elf. No contempts. That bastard eliminating Elf on a Shelf. By the way, this was a joke. He was kidding. Yes, somebody did actually write that, and yes, it was written into law. Legal precedence, excuse me, not law. But this was all in good fun. Good for that judge. I think we're going to need some comedy in the Christmas. Okay, so go to uh, go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and take a look at all the show notes. You can even take a look at what an elf in a shelf looks like. They're really expensive, by the way. You get an elf in a shelf, you get a book, you get the elf in a shelf, and you get CDs. It's like 60 bucks. I was going to get one, but no, not anymore. Also, go to Rumble and t- search dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and uh, it's, uh, sorry, dumbassestalkingpolitics and take a look at the video. One will be uploaded. Uh, today, have a great day. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.